0: Hello, this is Todd O'Brien, your host, and welcome to Evolve, the Entrepreneur
1: Mindset. Hi, my name is Amos Schwartz-Farb. And while I was asked to give you a superpower, I don't know that I have one other than to try to be really introspective on who I am so that I can be as empathetic as possible with others. And today I am feeling so energetic about being in the entrepreneurial world. My guest today
0: is an incredible serial entrepreneur and a mentor of minds. He is the managing director of Techstars in Austin. An investor, advisor, and board member of some great up-and-coming tech companies. He successfully helped build and exit many businesses that were acquired by Yahoo, Home Depot, and more. He is a brilliant sales mind of our time, and he recently wrote a book called Sell More Faster, which is available on Amazon. He is an avid cyclist and a music junkie. Please welcome to the show,
1: Amos Schwartzfarb. Did I say your name right? Close enough. How do you say it? it? Amos Schwartzfarb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's been so butchered my whole (laughs) life. I don't even think about (laughs) it anymore. I can imagine. Uh, You know, you, you and I met, we were
0: just talking, you and I met eight years ago.
1: Gosh, like it like just 8 years ago probably.
0: Yeah. 8 years ago when we you know, you hired me in at Black Locust and the that right. company of course exited to Home Depot, which was just an amazing story. Yeah, ridiculously Quite- fast. Very fast. Almost too fast. We yeah. didn't
1: yeah. get to enjoy the entire yeah. ride. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: You're a sales leader. You have this book that I mentioned about sell more faster, which is super cool and super hot right now. So people should definitely go get it and I'll put the link in here so people can actually access that. As a sales leader, you probably really deal with a lot of really diverse people as sales people <laughs> who are really diverse and customers who are really diverse. Require What sort of skill set has been required for you to really understand that and what are some lessons about
1: that along your journey? Wow, that is a big question. Um, we dive into the deep yeah, no kidding. So I would I, I'm gonna try my best to answer this. So I, I think if, if I'm answering that question uh, looking back and, and deconstructing it, uh, I, I, I couldn't speak as if I knew as I was going along right I, yeah. I think I could I can start to point to the things that I realized in retrospect were skills I needed, but most of them are probably just things that you know were fortunate intuitive to who I was as a person things like asking questions that and being a really good listener and and somewhere along the line probably when I was a kid you know my mom and dad yelled at me about not being a good listener enough that I that I became the a really good liter, listener.
0: one mouth thing yeah right right so I, be,
1: so I became a really good listener and you know I did have a um, you know two parents but my you know particularly my mom who who was really big on communication. And she taught me early on what communication meant, which was Mm. not trying to say the thing that I wanted to say, but yeah. saying it in a way that the person on the other end could receive it. Yeah. Now I could not have articulated those exact words to you even six months ago. Uh, but retrospectively, I realize that that is something that I that I've always done pretty yeah. well. I've always been really introspective and in in, in my head trying to improve myself. And I don't know that I would have always said it that way. I might have just been really critical of myself when I was younger. Yeah. But I think those two things combined really paid a, a huge part in me learning how to build sales organizations from early on now if you i don't think i'm a great i don't know that i am or not a great sales leader at a big company i'm Mm -hmm. a a good sales leader at an early stage company where we're figuring out what we are trying to do and how to get to some form of repeatability that and i think that's that's why there's that and then i do i actually talk about this a lot of uh, with with the TechStars program which is I attribute a lot of things to what I learned when I was a wrestler and I was a wrestler from age 10 through, mm. through all of high school. Yeah. And there's something that you learn about work ethic, you learn about winning and you learn how to lose and, and bounce back up and you learn how to do both winning and losing without uh, an ego. Yeah. Um, or at least I did. And so I think those things yeah. combine to sort of help me.
0: As, it's interesting you bring that up. I remember you wrestled and I wanted to talk to you about this because as a wrestler, you really have to have a different sort of approach and mindset as to how you engage with your opponent. Because it's all kind of like scare tactics sometimes and who's bigger and all this sort of stuff. But there's something that goes on inside of you. And how, how have you learned and drawn from that in what you do today?
1: Oh, gosh, so many ways. And I'll say I, I was never the bigger guy. I was always <laughs> the little guy. Um, so I had to learn a few things early on, um, like how to use the the. the the my opponent's strength against them yeah. uh, and that is something that i learned first learned physically and then mentally how to yeah. use their strength against yeah. them so there i think that's a lot of it i mean and you know the thing about wrestling that i think people don't realize unless you're a wrestler is it's it's an individual sport but it is also a team sport so yeah. things this may make no sense to someone who doesn't know wrestling, but for example, when I wrestled 103 pounds my sophomore year, I was pretty good at 103, but I only weighed about 97 pounds. But there were times when I'd have to bump up yeah. to 119 pounds and I would get my ass kicked. Yeah. But the but my my the the thing that I was supposed to do is not get pinned. So we would only give the other team five points instead of six, right? And if I can hold it to a shorter gap between my points and my opponent's points, right? And and the team only got two or three points instead of six points for a pin, that might be the difference between the team winning or losing, even if I didn't win, right? And so there's a a bunch of really interesting dynamics about how to be an individual contributor, but also how to work as a team to reach a goal that I I didn't know I was learning until I was probably almost 40. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
0: You mentioned a little bit earlier that, even six months ago, you wouldn't have known how to articulate. Has, has something changed or shifted in you in the last six months?
1: Uh, mm, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I, I would say micro. I hope every single day things are shifting in me. Mm. Um, and and kind of like what I was saying before, I've I've always been really introspective. Uh, about two years ago, give or take, I did very consciously make a decision that I was going to start to tear down and question everything about who I was partially to figure out for a lot of reasons, but like, you know, where, where was I weak as a human being and, and where did I want to focus on improving and where did I just figured I would say, this is who I am for now. Yeah. Um, and also to, to key in on like, what do the things that I believe are my strengths? Are they actually my strengths? And if so, do i spend more time cultivating them or are the, or they things that are perceived strengths but i'm not executing them in the best way possible or like just yeah. i've gotten even more introspective on who yeah. i am and so part of that is learning how to articulate to myself who i who i believe i am and who i believe i want to be and who i believe i'm not yeah i don't, I don't know that i'm good at it yet but yeah. i'm trying really hard
0: today this episode is sponsored by SaveTheChildren.org. Save the Children believes that every child deserves a future. In the United States and around the world, they work every day to give children a healthy start in life, the opportunity to learn and protection from harm. They deliver lasting results for millions of children, including the hardest to reach. They do whatever it takes for children every day and in times of crisis, transforming their lives and the future that we share. Right now, The coronavirus is the biggest global health risk and crisis of our lifetime, and it threatens children every day. COVID-19 has already left many children without caregivers, out of school, and exposed to violence and exploitation. Child poverty is rising. With your support, they can help children in unsafe households and help support distance learning in the face of school closures for as little as five dollars you can feed children, give them learning supplies, help them have a home library. You can do all of this by just going to savethechildren.org savekids. That's www.savethechildren.org savekids. Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum, these are not just buzzwords, but real assets that are professionally being traded every day by crypto investors. The problem is, unlike these professionals, you may not have access to the advanced data analysis tools, market information, and in-depth research reports. This means that your decisions will be based on risky assumptions rather than on solid facts and analysis. Let me introduce to you Torque Labs, A machine learning based, fully automated trading tool that will not only provide you accurate trading recommendations, but can also trade on your behalf and make you money 24-7 on autopilot. Yes, even while you sleep. We are so confident in Torque Labs that they are offering a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Regardless if you are an experienced or a beginner trader, with our tools, you can easily start getting returns through trading cryptocurrencies, hands-free, around the clock, with a complete peace of mind. So go to torquelabs.ai, that's T-O-R-Q-U-E-L-A-B-S dot A-I to start your free trial. Today, but, but it's super cool because it's relevant. There's buzzwords flying around, emotional intelligence, self-awareness. Everybody just throws them around. But what you're talking about is actually self-awareness. And it's like looking introspectively at yourself, but being aware of what's going on around you and making the changes intraday sometimes even oh my gosh it sounds like this is like where you're headed and what you're grasping onto like what have you kind of learned about that and being more aware of yourself and your circumstances over the last few years yeah i think
1: the biggest thing that i've learned is that i've always thought that life had these major transition points and i've thought about it that way like in in am very long-term goal-oriented i've always been that right and so i've been looking towards where have i come from and what is the next long-term transition yeah and the thing the probably the biggest realization I had, and like I'm gonna say it, and like ninety percent of the people listening are gonna say, duh." But like that, that literally every single day is a transition point and that you can either be in tune to it and what you're learning that day or not. Yeah. yeah. And you're probably going to learn it whether you realize it or not. But I'm trying to be really conscious on a day by day basis. Like I'm not trying to learn. I mean, I am trying to learn something every day, but I'm not like cognizant of moving in a direction, but more like, OK, I was in this situation. What the fuck does that mean? And yeah. Why does it yeah. matter? And does it yeah. matter? And could I have done something differently and better? And the answer yeah. is yes. Every day I, I, I am fucking up regularly every day. And I've gotten very comfortable with that is okay. As long as I'm conscious of it and trying to become better. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I love that. I love what you're saying. And I, you know, it goes to what we talk a lot about and what this podcast is actually about is the entrepreneur mindset, Uh because we see so many people like, you know, and I mentioned this in like the the teaser of this thing, people beating their chest about what they're doing great in the industry and who they are and all their successes. But you don't hear much about this, right? Like what's behind it on the hard days? Um, and it's not just the fuck ups, right? There's fuck up nights and there's all this stuff. and yeah. I love those things. But it's like the in between when you are waking up in the morning, and you're like, I just don't want to do this anymore. like how do you find like the intention to like really stick the stake in and move forward when you feel that way? Cause yeah. we all feel that
1: way. Yeah. Oh gosh. Th- this, I-, I don't know that I can eloquently even come close to articulating an answer here. Cause I think I'm still on, on, on the quest to figure yeah. that out. Yeah. But the, the, my current thinking is that being in this mindset of everything is solvable. If you're willing to stick it out, it may not be the, the solution you thought you were going to get. It may yeah. be a completely different direction, but everything is solvable. If you're willing to, to put in the time and that, life is a series of transitions and and mistakes and learnings. And that's a, that's a good thing. Those two things have helped me minimize my stress level on most things. And I mean, like every day shit comes up and, you know, just over the holidays, you know, I'm a really transparent person, right? Like I got to, Bunch of, of bills on stuff and a, that I was not expecting. I'm like, oh man, this is how are we going to do this? And then, you know, yeah. it took about a couple of hours. I'm like, oh, you know what? There's there's a solve here. We figured out what it was. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Okay, now life is good. We're yeah. you know when we're in this situation because we've made conscious decisions to sure. be here. Sure. If you don't like where you are, make a conscious decision to make a change. And probably probably the most important point there, which is is something that I that I do well but it took someone pointing it out to me to realize it is playing a really long game right and like being goal oriented and i am is very important but short and midterm goals mm. can only get you so far because then you end up being standing in the middle of the desert because you were only looking one step ahead and one mile ahead yeah. and all of a sudden you're in the yeah. middle of the desert and there's nothing around you to to feed you <laughs> um and so i've always been good at that and i think now that someone pointed out that i do that well i've gotten more conscious of trying to be yeah great i love to hear you talk about this and I love the wrestling
0: thing, and you're also a cyclist. Like, you yeah. love to ride your, you know, ride your your cycle around yeah. uh, here in the hills in Austin, and probably yeah. other places too, and mountains. I think you do a lot of mountains. Yeah, mountain biking mostly. Yeah, and, and I've been talking to a lot of entrepreneurs who find this like high energy sport kind of things really helping them. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what what are you drawing from from your. Activeness. I mean, you're not a wrestler anymore. Yeah. You wrestle with maybe big, yeah. big corporates or something, but yeah. you're not a wrestler anymore. What are you drawing from your physical activity that you're putting into your yeah. life and helping? You
1: well, work? interesting. I, I'll answer your question, but I actually every year for the past few years, I keep looking for adult wrestling programs because I do miss it and I want back in. <laughs> I'm probably get really hurt, but sounds like a fun. Uh, but, 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 it might, but it might, start No, it exists. It very oh, much okay. exists. I just need to find the time to do it. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I get a lot of things. It isn't a single thing. I, you know, there is mentally and emotionally, it is become probably the most important place where I think deeply. Mm-hmm. And most of the the cycling I'm doing these days is by myself. And most of that is intentional. Yep. It's where I go and solve things. My, yeah. my blood's flowing. I'm, I'm thinking I'm active and I have no outside distractions. Yeah. I usually put on some music, which is not a distraction for me. It actually helps me center. Um, so there's that. It is definitely a stress releaser for, for me. And I notice it like Saturday as an example. I had planned to ride early in the morning. I had a, I, I had a kind of a, a stressful week, even though I was really happy at the end of the week. And I knew I needed to work some things out. And then midway through the day, I still hadn't gone around to a ride. And I was I was kind of a, a little borderline unbearable jerk to my family. And my <laughs> wife's like, go for a ride. And I went for a ride and I was happy. Go lucky afterwards, yeah. right? I needed to work it out. Yeah. And then there's another thing, which is that, you know, I... I say this out loud and people kind of usually look at me sideways and laugh and think I'm, I'm either foolish or, or kidding, but I truly believe that I'm going to see 130, 140, maybe even 150 years of age. And the only way that I'm going to be able to do that and enjoy my life in the future years is if I stay active and fit mentally and physically. And yeah. so, so it is important for me to stay really physically fit now so that when I hit a hundred, yeah. I can still go do the things that, you know, my parents were doing in their fifties yeah. or sixties yeah. or forties even. Um, and so I'm, I'm really conscious of those three things. And yeah. that's why like you will not get me to stop. I, there was a time when I, a couple of years ago where I actually got hurt and I had to stop and I just found other channels for the short time, but I always have to find something to keep, yeah. keep me simulated. Yeah.
0: So you're a guy full of ideas probably. What's your big passion project right now? What's something that's driving you, fueling you?
1: So I would say this, I'll give you at least two answers because I usually have a lot of things going on. <laughs> um, you know, this, this job is pretty consuming in a, in a good way, but it, yeah. it is hard I can have lots of ideas. It's pretty hard to find time to execute on anything yeah, yeah. Uh, in this role. But I have, you know, ten companies a year. So you know, few have been sold or gone out of business. But basically, I've got fifty companies in my portfolio right now. It's a yeah. full time, more than a full time job. Uh, I am finishing up another book, but I have I have a couple of uh, three co authors with me. So it was cool. a lot uh, easier undertaking than the first one. I'm really excited about it. more about that in a couple of months. Yeah. Uh, I've got some. Big hairy cycling goals that are still a few years out, but I'm starting to work towards. that are about three and a half years out when I turn fifty, and I'm working towards them. But uh, not ready to talk about them all that much. Yeah, they're there. Yeah.
0: Are there people in your life, or books, or podcasts, or different things that you are being inspired by right now?
1: Uh, definitely. Yes. Many for lots of different reasons. I mean, this podcast for sure has inspired me uh, and I I love it. And I think everybody should listen and share it. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I have a a set of friends. um, They don't all even know each other that help keep me inspired. Other than this podcast, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. Mm -hmm. I do here and there, but it's more more a frame of time that I have or don't have or, or make for it based on the other things that I'm doing. But yeah, I, you know I can call people out by name. But I have some, you know, there's a handful of people in my life. My wife is one of them. My parents are still that. Yeah. Uh, you know, my dear friend Mark Solon, my dear friend Rob Taylor are, yeah. are that, and some people from other aspects yeah. of my life.
0: Yeah. There's really some amazing people in Austin. Uh, just coming back uh, this summer and, and living here again, and I'm just really, really drawn nice. to these people. It's just an amazing community and. Man, it's always great to catch up with you. And thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today.
1: Yeah, man. Thank you so much. I I appreciate it. Thanks.